0: Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Sherry, a live stream. We are live, and guys, I'm going to be honest with you right now. This is not a happy show for me. This is going. This is deeply disturbing. What I'm going to share with you guys, um, but the people need to know. Okay, so <clears throat> in this live stream, what we're going to do? I've been taking a deep dive into this Konex situation, and uh, guys, you know when when the pit happened. I was skeptical about this entire thing, thinking it really wasn't um, the massive epic bombshell that it was kind of hyped up to be. But now, after taking a further dive into this, uh, I've seen things that I cannot unsee, and it is deeply disturbing. So we're going to piece together a puzzle in this show, which shows that Konek is not only the most blatantly compromised election software company in the country, maybe even more so than Dominion, but it appears that they have their tentacles uh, deeply embedded in the system by which our military overseas and non-military overseas cast their ballot. And we have some people alleging that there's proof that the CCP is using Konex software to spy on American military members. So this is definitely one of the biggest stories regarding election fraud that I've ever encountered. Um, We're also going to talk about, um, you know, Tulsi Gabbard in- endorsing Kerry Lake for governor. We're also going to touch on Greg Phillips' telling everyone to delete Telegram. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, But first... Let's hear from a message. Let's hear a message from our sponsor, Goldco. Guys, listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked fifty percent, the U.S. dollar lost forty-six percent of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up thirteen hundred percent, and silver rocketed over twenty-four hundred percent. So, if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit nicklovesgold.com because when you do you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver you could get up to ten thousand dollars in free silver just for doing it this is a rare opportunity so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings visit nicklovesgold.com that's nicklovesgold.com okay ladies and gentlemen so like i said this story i'm about to share with you guys is extremely disturbing and um you know, this goes pretty deep. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to piece together several different stories and pieces of this puzzle. And guys, it's a pretty daunting task to try to take so many different things and simplify it and make it digestible for you guys. But that's what we're going to attempt to do. I want you guys to really understand the magnitude of what we're dealing with here. So, <clears throat> basically, everybody knows about Pole Chief, Okay, this, this, this software, which... Essentially makes it easier for poll workers to, uh, you know, sign up to work elections and check their payroll and stuff like that. It's a management software for poll workers. We all know about that. And we know that Eugene was arrested for basically piping all this personal data over to China on like 1.8 million poll workers, right? But there's another software which Konek developed. And hey, let me adjust, adjust my camera. <coughs> okay, so... There's actually two softwares that Konek has developed, and one of them I've talked about before, but not really in much detail. And that software, let me pull something up here, is something called Vote. Actually, that was the right window. Vote. So let me let me zoom in here. All right, this is Konek's LinkedIn page. And you'll see right here on their LinkedIn page, they say, Konek Inc. has developed two unique web-based enterprise solutions. Poll Chief, which is a data warehouse that organizes communications and logistical de- uh, details for polling places, precincts, workers, assets, drayage, whatever the hell that is. I don't know what that word means. And help desk. Okay, so that's Poll Chief. Now, Ab Vote, which was recently exclusively licensed to Votum Inc. for its business in North America, provides voter services such as online registration, ballot delivery, and <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> and a voter information platform okay so now abvote is another application and like they said it was licensed to another company called votum which uh is is this company in cleveland ohio now what's interesting here is that if you look at votum's uh advisory board you'll see that eugene Yu is an advisor to this company wow so Eugene Yu sold this software to Vodum, and yet he still sits on the board. So he has a lot of control still and influence over this company, which has uh, possession of the software that he created, right? Now, <clears throat> I actually went to the App Store just not to download this damn thing because I don't want this thing on my phone. But I went to the App Store just to look at the description of this app and what it does, okay? And... Uh, Guys, I'm going somewhere with this. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, so <clears throat> if you look, this app, AbVote, allows you to submit a voter registration, change your registration, request an absentee ballot, and submit a UACAVA form submission. Now, UACAVA is the uh, military overseas, or I mean, military and non-military. Right. So if you're overseas, um, you can you can vote. Through UACAVA. Okay, so so what we've established, Abbot was created by Konect, then licensed to Votum, which is another company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and Eugene U sits on the board. Now, according to Greg Phillips, okay, I first heard about this from Patrick Burns Locals Channel, and of course, guys, you know, listen, the last oops, time the I'm economy sorry, looked like, sorry guys, I didn't mean to play that again. I first heard about this on Patrick Burns Locals Channel. And it was so disturbing. I was like, uh, let me reach out to Greg Phillips and see, is this what he's actually saying? Is this, you know, is this factual? And so <clears throat> Greg Phillips says this is true. That there's verifiable proof, verifiable proof of this. That basically this Vote software contains some type of spyware embedded into the software. So Conet created it embedded spyware into it, sold it to Vodum. And so what this does, apparently, is when military overseas or anybody downloads this app, it's essentially a CCP uh, spyware app that can seed all the information off of your phone. Everything from pictures to text messages and and we're talking about military, right? So if it can if it's spyware, <clears throat> we could be talking about military classified information being collected through this app and then sent over to Michigan and then piped over to mainland China. So this sounds like a way for the CCP to collect U.S. military intelligence through a spyware software, which is being um, promoted as an election software technology. Now, that's deeply, deeply disturbing, right? But I have to say this. I haven't seen the data myself. I haven't seen the actual proof of this, but I want you guys to know what's being alleged, and I want you guys to know what's, you know, I'm reporting on what's being said by Greg Phillips. I reached out. I posed the question, and uh, <clears throat> so so there's that. Now, that's disturbing, extremely disturbing, but this Vote software, I'm not sure which states are participating users of it, <clears throat> I'm not sure um, how widespread this software is being used. But, okay, let's just let's just toss that out. Let's say that that's not even true. I think it is, but let's say it's not. Even if it wasn't, there's something even more disturbing, which I've shared before again, but I want to make sure that people are completely and fully aware of this. Okay? So, AbVote is only one avenue that Koneck could, you know, install malicious software or code and compromise the military ballot, right? Here's another way. Let me show you guys a DOD contract from 2010, okay? So this is a DOD contract. <clears throat> I mean, the U.S. Department of Defense contracted CONEC, which you guys can see. I got my, my mouse over it. Koneck Inc., April 2010 was contracted by the U.S. Department of Defense to complete uh, a web-based wizard capability accessed by users through a URL meeting state-specific requirements capable of delivering an online marking of a precinct-specific absentee ballot, including federal, state, and local elections, available online through the wizard at least 45 days prior to the November 2010 general election. Okay? Okay. So, so they were contracted for this. Now, how much were they paid? Well, it appears they were paid $5.4 million. Okay? And <coughs> um, there was one other thing I had highlighted. So this is what they did. They were tasked by the U.S. Department of Defense to create wizards that are linkable through the FVAP website the dot gov website right um so military overseas they vote through this fvap website and they were basically saying well we have a problem because um all these different states have different ballots and different precinct information and and so <clears throat> what we need you to do is create a bunch of individual state specific portals and link that up to the fvap.gov okay so that people you know can can cast ballots through this portal right so, this was created by Konec, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that Konec uh, de- developed and designed the online portal for not just, like with Advote, it's just participating states using this software, but with this, this is all 50 states, okay? Now, Kanakoa put out an article today that really ties this all together, Okay, and, and it all goes hand in hand. This information tells an entire story of how, um, how Koenig could easily have compromised, like, the entire election process, as well as our military votes, right? So this article was published today. Somebody, uh, somebody said, no wonder the FBI didn't go anywhere with this. No kidding. Exactly. They were contracted by the US Department of Defense. They can't have this information getting out there. They they contracted um a, a company which is deeply, deeply embedded with the CCP and we'll we'll really drive that home by the end of this live stream. Um you know this isn't just so Eugene Yu moved here from China in nineteen eighty six. He went to uh you know college in Michigan and he's just this Chinese immigrant, a hump with, you know, a humble beginning. He created this small software company in Michigan and he's just, you know, he's just trying to make elections safer and more secure, right? It's a- And all of these xenophobic, racist, white supremacist bigots that are trying to say that he's, you know, sending data over to China, well, they're just racist and, uh, you know, they just don't want to see a-, a-, a Chinese man make a living in this country. Yeah. Complete BS. This guy is I don't know how to say this other other than this guy's like a big deal. A very big deal. Okay? <clears throat> and you'll see why in a second. And this ain't no small company in Michigan, some small so, small software company in Michigan. No, 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 no. And and guys, like I said, I was so skeptical skeptical in the beginning of the magnitude of this story. I was kind of almost rolling my eyes a little bit because I was like, well, I thought we were going to get the ripcord and the you know geolocation data and stuff like that. And now we're talking about something else. And I was like underwhelmed and, and, and feeling a little bit slighted, honestly. But this story, I mean, nobody was talking about Konak. I had never heard of this company. And that's one of the reasons why I, I was a little bit dismissive at first because I was like, look, if there was this company that was doing anything big or anything substantial i would have heard of them by now you know we, we've we been obsessing over the 2020 election for 18 months and I, i've never heard of them so how big could they be right completely dismissive and minimizing but the more that this thread gets pulled the more you see this is no small potato small fry uh matter here this is a big big deal <clears throat> so this article from Kanakoa, and of course, go subscribe, if you're not already, to his uh, sub stack. Shocking backdoor access into U.S. election data network diagram. Okay, so we're going to skip that. Um, this, this is, a, this is um, a pretty important statement. The L.A. County Prosecutor Eric Neff alleges that the amount of data involved in this breach with poll chief was astounding adding that, quote, this is probably the largest data breach in United States history. Now, the prosecutor's complaint reads, quote, based on evidence recovered from a search warrant executed October 4th, 2022, the district attorney's office discovered that Konek employees, known and unknown, sent personal identifying information of LA election workers to third-party software developers who assisted with creating and fixing Konek's Internal, poll chief software. So the LA prosecutors are saying Konec outsourced to China, you know, outsourced uh, to Chinese developers to create and maintain their software poll chief, right? And because this was created in China, all the data going into this app is actually going to Chinese servers. But that's only half of the story, okay? As Kaneko puts it later in the article, this this prosecutor is completely missing a very very crucial detail here either intentionally or unintentionally I'm not sure but you guys probably saw that two minute video we did the other day talking about the fact that Konek has a Chinese subsidiary right I don't know if you guys saw that so Konek was established in 2002 by Eugene Yu and then in 2005, um, and then let me pull something else up. In 2005, Eugene Yu, and guys, this is his Chinese name. Okay, the top name here, um, Zhang Wei Yu. That's Eugene. Okay, so I guess Chinese nationals change their names um, to, to, to something more American. I don't, I don't know, but that's his name. So. He founded Konec in 2002 and then created a Chinese subsidiary called Yulian Network Technology three years later in 2005 (coughs) with a business partner. And the business partner has the same last name as Eugene. His name is, or it might be a female, Lin Yu, is the supervisor director of Konec's Chinese subsidiary. Okay. Which is again Yulian Network Technology. Now, they apparently created this subsidiary to have Chinese software engineers develop and test software in China, right? And KONEC claims that, you know, their developers never handle any real data. They you know, they, they never sent people's real data over to China. This is basically like a testing ground. They have this Chinese subsidiary where uh, Chinese software engineers that um i guess this is their this is their story like you know um they pay these people <clears throat> and they develop the software using test data like fake data and then they bring it to market here in the u.s right and this is uh something along yeah something along the lines of that's this is what the new york times said konak once owned Yulian network technology a subsidiary out of china where programmers develop and test software, but the company said its employees there had always used generic dummy data created specifically for testing purposes. Konect closed the subsidiary in 2021 and no longer has employees in China. Now we don't know if that's the case. We don't know if they closed it, but that's kind of irrelevant because this subsidiary was in existence during the 2020 election, right? And uh, we know that this is not simply not true that they use test data or dummy data, because according to the Los Angeles district attorney, you know, they seized the hard drives. They, they went in there and took the computers and found that no, actually, in fact, Eugene was sending over personal data of real election workers over to China. Right. But, but here's the thing. It gets worse and it gets a lot worse. All right. So let me go back to this article from uh COA. <clears throat> so, Let's see where <clears throat> <clears throat> so here's where it gets a lot worse. All right. The original complaint from the LA District Attorney's Office claims that Luis Nebergoy, I don't know how to say his name, Nabergoy, Nebergoy, I don't know. A KONEC project manager overseeing the LA contract wrote in a Chinese owned messaging app that quote any employee for Chinese contractors working on Pole Chief software had super administration privileges for all Pole Chief clients. Okay, so what what they're saying is the the Los Angeles district attorney found text messages from the Konec project manager saying that anyone working on Pole Chief, any of these Chinese contractors they'll have super administration privileges for all poll chief clients. Now, Sam Thadis, a retired CIA operations officer and renowned national security author, wrote in his substack, quote, an individual's super administration access to a system can do effectively anything inside that system. He or she can delete data, steal data, alter data, change programming, etc., Perhaps most importantly, that individual can cover his or her her tracks because they can potentially also access and alter all security protocols and programs. So Konec, which has numerous questionable ties to Chinese entities, was allowed to punch a hole into our election systems and then Konec was allowed to grant the same level of access to unknown contractors in China. (coughs) So look. Okay, if we're saying that you know, um, Konex they had Chinese contractors and gave them super god mode capabilities, well, what we're talking about is the 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 developers that are a part of Konex Chinese subsidiary Yulian, right? And <coughs> we're giving they were given they were given the ability to change, delete, uh, alter anything that they wanted to, and also alter the security protocols and completely cover their tracks. So Kanakoa says later in this article, one can easily imagine a scenario where Chinese election software companies linked to the Chinese government embed malicious spyware into election software to be rebranded by an American subsidiary and sold in the United States. Okay, so let's think about this. You have Greg saying that Abvote we just discovered, has uh, documented... Proof that these programs are being created by Chinese developers, um, you know, with spyware, you know. So, (laughs) is it really far-fetched that there'd be Chinese spyware embedded into all of the apps or anything created by Konek? Because think about it: this DoD contract that I showed you guys, this DoD contract from 2010. Let me let me. Let me make sure we're all following the timeline here. Konek was created in 2002. Yulian was created in 2005. They received a contract by the DoD in 2010, which means that Yulian was already in existence. Okay. So if Yulian is the entity that they use to create software and test software, well, then these chinese developers with god mode capabilities almost certainly were the ones behind the uh, web portals for the UACAVA voters and the F- fvap.gov website do you see what i'm saying so this is a massive deal this is this is a this is a really big deal okay cuz in the 2020 election You guys saw what happened with the military vote. The military, first of all, um, it was weird because you have military and non-military people voting overseas. And the military ballot stayed roughly about within a a similar range from 2016 to 2020. But the non-military doubled from 2016 to 2020. So there was some type of exploitation or manipulation of the military ballot and the numbers just made absolutely no sense. We saw in Georgia um batches where military ballots were going like 950 for Biden. Where on earth I, every person I know in the military is conservative. I mean the the military's pretty damn conservative. Okay, you got the Demo- Democrats want to take your guns. You think the military <laughs> I mean it just doesn't make any sense. So, the numbers with the military ballot made absolutely no sense. And so there was clearly manipulation. <clears throat> it's also um <clears throat> it's also a fact that the Yuukava ballots can easily be exploited because there's massive holes in the security. I mean, if you want to vote um Uikawa, right? You don't even have to prove, like you can punch in any address overseas, and it doesn't even have to be where you're currently living. You can just punch in any address. There's absolutely no check that you're a U.S. citizen, and I mean, from my understanding, I've never voted this by this method, but from my understanding, it's like you can pretty much just fax your ballot over, like photocopy, and then what do they do? They print it out on a uh, 8x 11 Xerox piece of paper how easy would it be for me a bad actor here in the US to take just one of those ballots and make a thousand copies I mean the whole thing is just so so messed up <clears throat> um and uh, so there's just, I'm giving you guys a lot of different pieces of this puzzle just showing you how completely compromised the military ballot is and largely because of Koneck. Now, it actually gets worse. Okay? I mean, believe it or not, it gets worse. Okay. So I know that it's been said by Koneck that, well, we don't we don't handle any ballots, so uh I mean we don't we don't do anything with machines. We don't handle any ballots. Well it appears it appears that the poll chief software, at least in Los Angeles, hooks up to the overall electronic management software system okay <clears throat> so this is a network diagram which is a digital roadmap that identifies data flow within an organization la county's diagram demonstrates that conex Poll chief software has a direct data integration and data exchange point uh, with the county's overall ems software pole chief appears To integrate with all kinds of voter information, voter registration, voter records, election night reporting, address verification, and ballot layout, among other data, um, moves to that same data integration and data exchange point, according to the county system. So basically, and we had um, electionfraud20.org speak on this, saying that essentially you're giving a massive backdoor access to all the critical election subsystems that are required to rig the election in a way that no one will ever notice. And you're giving it to Chinese developers. If poll chief is compromised, this diagram shows that the whole election management system is compromised. Guys, if all of this data, you know, we're talking about voter records, we're talking about election night reporting, we're talking about ballot layout. So let's think about it. If you just had the ballot layout by itself, okay, and this is all getting piped over to China, well, China, I mean, has the ballot-style layout and can print fake ballots. I mean, or they can do it in, in Michigan, I'm not sure. But all of this, all of the data that they're getting, they're essentially getting every piece of the puzzle that you would need to rig an election, I mean, they have embedded themselves into the EMS. So the voter registration. I mean, guys, this is, this is absolutely. It, it's it's insane. It's it's far deeper than I possibly could have imagined at this at the offset of this, and, you know, there's something about poll chief which I didn't really think about or realize, but let's let's put this all into perspective. So originally the story. You know, that they were sending over personal personalized data of election workers over to China. And I'm thinking, okay, what can they do with that information? And my first thought is, well, they could blackmail people. They could, you know, um, I don't know, like try to, try to blackmail somebody or offer them bribes and say, we want you to rig the election. I don't know. But there's something I didn't consider, which is the fact that if you have... <clears throat> Okay, if you have these Chinese developers with God mode capabilities, super administrative access, what can they do? Well, they can they don't have to blackmail or bribe anyone, but they can add someone they can take you know a Chinese spy here in the US, add them as a poll worker, they go work the election um, and then after the election, you just take their name off that's one of the capabilities that they have. And so <clears throat> this is uh again far bigger of a deal than i possibly could have imagined. And <clears throat> why aren't all the other counties who use this investigate connect? That's a great question. And when i was listening to Patrick Byrne, you know, he was talking about this vote software being spyware for the CCP to collect military intelligence and all this stuff. And what he said and I don't know if this was his opinion or Greg Phillips or both, but what he said is that he feels as though the L.A. district attorney went in and seized all of this, these hard drives and computers so that they could take it into their possession and bury it and put out this story about, you know, yeah, there was a data breach. Okay, end of story. Eugene Yu, you know, he goes through the, the courts and gets a slap on the wrist because they extradited him to California and everybody moves on. <clears throat> but what this, what this would imply is that they're, they they want to bury the bigger story, which is that Konec has embedded itself into the entire election management system, and they are, um, sending more than just poll worker data. I mean, we don't. I mean, if the L.A. district attorney they won't let us see what's on those hard drives or what they actually found, well then. I mean, I don't know. Will this ever come to light? So what What he said is it requires the attorney generals uh, to investigate this matter in other places where this software is being used and demand a data share between the two investigations, right? So they would have to hand over the data. if If their intention is to keep this and bury it, well, then another investigation in another state, the Attorney General getting involved and demanding a data share. I think there's something going on in Montana with that. But I want you, I mean, you guys have to understand, the CCP, it's really not that far-fetched that they would uh, attempt to, you know, not just compromise our elections, but collect, you know, compromise our our military ballot and collect uh, U.S. intelligence and classified information using you know spyware because it's not just this it that's this is one example of many they're doing this through tiktok facebook youtube they i mean this is something that is a widely occurring thing in fact there was this story i want to show you guys this uh this is from the national pulse U.S. military bases sell Chinese government-made smart devices with privacy policies stating data can be sent to China. The United States government is actively selling potential surveillance devices to American military personnel and families on military bases that are directly manufactured by the CCP. Chinese-made smart televisions in the homes of soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and their families, as well as millions of other Americans could be collecting massive amounts of personal and technical data and transmitting it back to the CCP uh, to CCP affiliates in mainland mainland China, the website of the army and air force exchange service, the U S department of defense's largest retailer on military installations worldwide lists four TCL smart TV models and 14 Hisense models for sale on its website. So, I mean, the 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 website of the army and air force marines they're selling them these uh smart devices which are collecting spying on them and collecting intelligence and these manufacturers are directly tied in with the ccp so like there's a, a, a massive concerted concerted effort to collect data spy collect intelligence you know china is has embedded itself all over the place in so many different ways. So again, this is really not that far-fetched. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the two-minute video that we did on Konek and their connection to the CCP's biggest election software company. But we jam-packed a ton of information into that uh, short video. And essentially, if I could summarize it real quick, (coughs) Konek, again, created a subsidiary in 2005 called Yulian, right? Eugene and one of Eugene's relative relatives named Lin. They they created Yulian, right? Well, then in 2015, Lin Yu went on to become the biggest investor in another company called Hong Zen. Lin Yu owns ninety-nine point four percent of the shares of this company, Hong Zeng. And Hong Zeng. Actually, purchase patents from Yulian Network Technology. And Hong Zeng is the CCP's biggest election software company. They supply d- the devices that the Chinese Communist Party uses to vote. So let's think about it Yulian is developing software and technology and selling it to the Chinese Communist Party and they're also developing software being used here in the US. Do you guys this is this is this is massive. I mean, they are deeply deeply embedded with the CCP more so than any company I've seen since the 2020 election. They're the most deeply blatantly compromised company I've ever seen. And uh the fact that they received a US Department of Defense contract It just makes your head spin. It makes you really, really wonder. Um, Under 2010, who was the president back then? Oh, yeah, Obama. So uh, I guess it kind of makes sense. So, guys, I wanted to talk to you guys about that, but I also wanted to talk to you guys about this. So check this out. That about, that about covers it for now. But we're going to have to continue to pull this thread. It's so, um, it's honestly very difficult to follow. It's very difficult to understand. It's definitely difficult to disseminate this information because there's so many different pieces and moving parts. But I think you guys get the gist of it. So, <clears throat> Greg Phillips, he said today, I'm going to make an observation that no one will heed for now but you will get off telegram right now. And, uh, now this obviously received a lot of attention and, uh, a lot of pushback because people are like, what the hell, you know, you can't just say something like that and then not give us any sauce or any, any reasoning behind it. And so then he followed up with this. He said, sorry, I'm driving. I have zero trust in the telegram platform. We have been briefed on information that Americans are being targeted from China. I have advised friends, family, and colleagues to delete Telegram. Because this will take some time to become public, and I have little confidence in the government acting, I decided to advise you all early, rather than know about a threat and not tell you. It's your choice. If I'm not on the Telegram platform. I just wanted you all to be aware when I am. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I I, I wonder, <clears throat> and I didn't have a chance to ask about this, but so Greg just uh, seemingly, I think recently discovered that Abvote is essentially Chinese spyware, right? Probably the same person that told him that is the person that told him about Telegram, and I'm I'm just guessing. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, I thought Russia owned it. Yeah, the guy is Russian, right? Isn't he? And he used to be um, World Economic Forum Glo- young global leader too. But but here's the thing. You know, Telegram is one of our main source, I mean, main means of disseminating information, <clears throat> and it's one of the biggest platforms. I mean, honestly, it puts Truth Social to... It, like, Telegram is one of the biggest apps in in the world. I think that they have more active users than Twitter, or something like that. It's the only alternative tech platform That even comes close to these other big uh, platforms that censor like YouTube, um, Twitter, and Facebook and all that. And it has been absolutely essential in mobilizing people and getting the truth out there and getting information out there. And so I'm in a position where I'm like, until I see actual, factual, like, until I see the verifiable proof of this, I'm going to stay on Telegram. And I think because it's just such a utility that I can't... It's indisposable at, at this point in time. Yes, we have Truth Social, but they perform different functions. And Telegram is where I have one of the biggest audiences. And and honestly, it's the only place on the internet that I have left where I can put something out there and it has the opportunity to be shared to 150,000 people. <clears throat> and... uh and they don't censor. So the way I look at it is this. It's something to be wary of, something to be mindful of. But even if it was, um, you know, if people are being spied on by China through Telegram, well, let's just add that to the list of all the other apps that are doing the very same thing. I mean, every single app on your phone is doing that. And at the same time... Um, I still, I still will be a little bit more cautious about you know private conversations and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I really don't see the harm in posting information like on my personal telegram. And something that's definitely a little more sensitive and something that if I'm being spied on, I wouldn't want known. Well, there's signal for that. And signal is definitely up there in terms of uh, security, safety, and encryption end to end encryption and stuff like that so <clears throat> I'm taking this with a grain of salt that's what I'm trying to say uh, I'm not dismissing it whatsoever but I mean just just this truth alone isn't enough for me to delete my telegram Brian Cates apparently deleted his and hey man hats off to you man that's a commitment just to uh, just to go off go off on one truth and delete 121,000 followers on telegram man hats off to you brother But I ain't doing it right now, I'll tell you that much. Telegram is the best way for the truth. Yeah, at this current point in time, at this current point in time, I agree. Now, let's touch on this a little bit. Let's touch on this. I don't have too much to say about it, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Breaking. Former Democrat Tulsi Gabbard endorses Carrie Lake for AZ governor. Slams the warmongering elitist cabal and propagandists in the mainstream media. Gabbard made the huge announcement last night on President Trump's Truth Social platform stating Carrie Lake isn't afraid to call out the warmongering, elitist cabal of permanent Washington and the military-industrial complex and their propagandists in the mainstream media. <coughs> um. By the way, uh, Gabbard will be in Phoenix tonight at 7.30 p.m. to campaign with Carrie Lake and Blake Masters. Now, 7 p.m. Arizona time, <coughs> 7.30 p.m. So they're like three hours behind us over here at Eastern Standard Time. So what time? What time I think it I think it'll be ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that's right. Seven plus three is ten. So <clears throat> guys, you see I'm I'm a math whiz. You know. But anyways, so Kerry Lake told the Gateway Punnett that the event tonight will run at the exact same time that Arizona PBS Runs the, their interview with racist Democrat Katie Hobbs, so that is a flex, and pretty damn hilarious. Carrie Lake is is taking whatever you know seven, eight, nine people that actually want to tune in to watch Katie Hobbs, taking the attention away from her and onto herself. I mean, <laughs> which is which is an epic burn for the simple fact that uh, Katie Hobbs refuses to debate Carrie Lake because she's a coward. And because she knows that Carrie Lake will absolutely demolish her and throw all of her shady past in her face, two grand jury convictions convictions for racial discrimination. Um, she was just seen running in the in the other direction from a black reporter. She also participated in this weird tradition at a, a Catholic school where they reenacted the slave trade, and you had white students. Dressing up in blackface and putting collars and chains around each other and and walking them around like like slaves. Like, <laughs> I mean, Kate, Kate, uh, Katie Hobbs is a blatant racist, and she's plat or campaigning on a platform of wokeness. I mean, the irony, and so she knows that if she ever gets on the debate stage with Carrie Lake, all of this is going to be thrown right in her face, and she's going to look like an absolute idiot. She's also a Soros-backed puppet, um, and she's also largely responsible for the stolen 2020 election, and Carrie Lake has the facts at her disposal. So she cannot afford cannot afford to stand on the debate stage with Carrie Lake, and she's being a total coward. So now Carrie Lake is going to campaign at the same time with Tulsi Gabbard, which makes this a big spectacle because we know that Tulsi Gabbard just recently denounced the democrat party so um she's pulling like a massive audience at i want i can't wait to see this go down and see how many viewers each has because it's going to be hilarious (coughs) ah man i got to do something about this cough there's something wrong with me something wrong with me Ah. But anyways, that's coming up in a little bit. I thought about live streaming it, but I decided not to. And so, what I really wanted to bring this up for is to just talk about uh, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, denouncing the Democrat Party and receiving a lot of mixed responses from people. You know, you have people saying, "I don't, I don't trust her. I don't trust her one bit." She's a World Economic Forum young global leader. Uh, I'm pretty sure she stands this. You know, she's. I mean. I don't think she's changed any of her policy, right? Isn't she pro-abortion, pro-gun control, pro-universal income, and all that stuff? And I totally, totally get that. And I'm just as skeptical as everybody else. But right now, for the moment, I think this is a really good thing. I really do. I mean, she's out there endorsing Carrie Lake. She's a former Democrat. You know, she's, she's. I mean... She's at least making it seem like, hey, I've come to my senses. These people are absolutely crazy. Nancy Pelosi, uh, she's basically um, insider trading and her husband are a bunch of drunks that are getting rich off the American people and the taxpayers. And, you know, there's something wrong with this trans agenda where they're having biological males compete in female sports and four year olds chopping their balls off and all this stuff. Okay, and she's calling all this out at the moment. She's calling out the military-industrial complex and denouncing the war that's going on, that we, this proxy war between the U.S. And, and Russia that's escalating into possible nuclear conflict. She's calling all of this out. So at the very moment, I'm going to say that's a damn good thing. And the fact that she's endorsing Carrie Lake and campaigning alongside Carrie Lake, I think that's a great thing too. There's this concern that she is potentially, you know, she she's potentially putting herself in a position to run as an independent in 2024. And uh, I think that's probably the case. I mean, you're probably right about that. But at the same time, uh, she just went on one of the biggest podcasts in the world, just before the midterm election, and said she's denouncing these people. And uh, they're all they're all psychopath, demonic, you know, child-sacrificing psychopaths. <clears throat> and here we are going into the midterms, and she's endorsing the most based, America first, uh, one of the most controversial people, I mean, because the mainstream media just never stops attacking her, and she's putting herself right next to her and campaigning with her. You know, she didn't go for, she's not all right, I'm going to go endorse Brian Kemp like Mike Pence did, that traitor, that bastard, no, she's endorsing Carrie Lake. So right now I think this is a good thing. When we get to 2024 and she decides she wants to run as an independent and pull votes away from Trump and all that stuff, then that's when we need to be concerned. But I'm like, you know, it's like jujitsu, jitsu baby. I did jiu-jitsu for like six months, okay, so I'm kind of an expert. And basically, you know, how can I say this? You know, it's all about momentum. You know, wherever you got momentum, use it. And so if we we have this uphill battle that we're trying to climb, well, I see some momentum. I see something good happening. And um, sure, it could be a frickin' Charlie Brown football a year from now. But when we get there, and as soon as things start to take a turn in that direction, that's when I'm going to call it out. You see what I'm saying? It's more strategic. It's more strategic than anything. But I get it, okay? I'm totally aware. I'm totally aware of her affiliation with the World Economic Forum and whatnot. And, you know, I definitely think that we need to be wary about people trying to infiltrate the Republican Party. Yeah. She definitely got that information out to the masses since we, we've we been shut up. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan won't have Trump on his podcast because he's a cuck. I, I like Joe Rogan. I do... I can't hate the man, Um, but he won't have Joe Rogan on his podcast. But, you know, he gave Tulsi Gabbard a platform. And Tulsi Gabbard did tell millions of people that the Democrats are crazy. Okay, so, look, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, (coughs) uh, oh, yeah, next up. Next up, nope, not this. Finally green-lighted Trump's Truth Social Android app source. To top of charts, so Google Play Store finally greenlighted Truth, and within a day or so, it's already the most popular app overall on the Google Play Store. Boom! It's even more popular than TikTok, WhatsApp, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Instagram. You name it. You name it. So Truth Social. You know, all all of I wanted to tell you guys that that have Androids and didn't hear about this yet. That you can now get on Truth Social finally. And so uh, this is bad news for big tech apparently. So now we have Telegram. <clears throat> Telegram. We have Gitter. We have Truth Social. And now Kanye West just bought Parlor. All right. And we've got so many different Twitter clones. It's, it's like a buffet. It's like a smorgasbord. And I, I mean... It's kind of weird because, e- oh, and Elon Musk is buying Twitter. So then we have that as well. And it's kind of weird because Elon, Kanye, and Trump are kind of like banding together and acting like they're on the same team. Or at least Elon and Kanye are. And it's kind of weird because you'd think, well, this is my competitor. And it just, I don't know, man. It just It's just weird. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know if we need another Twitter clone, and Parler's pretty much dead. I mean, Parler made the biggest royal screw up. You had the you had the opportunity of a, of a lifetime. You had an opportunity handed to you on a silver platter. Okay, I mean, the hoop was like this high, and all you had to do was slam dunk. The demand for a free speech Twitter alternative was at an all-time high after January 6th. Okay, I mean, millions and millions of people were just looking for a place they could go and share their ideas. And Parlors like, that's me, that's me, right over here, free speech alternative to Twitter. Millions of people flocked to it, and then boom. Oh, it was taken down because we actually built our platform on Amazon Web AWS servers. They were hosting our platform, so they can just, with the snap of a finger, destroy us. And now, Kanye wants to resurrect it. (laughs) And, you know, Kanye, uh, that's another one, man. That's another one. I think I kind of think the same thing about Kanye that I was just saying about Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, you have these big influential people calling out the deep state, calling out the Democrats. And then you have people saying, yeah, but this guy, he did this, you know, he did this uh hand hand symbol one time and he also uh I don't know, like people think that well Kanye he's he's deep state. I mean well I mean if he is, he's doing a real bad job at it. You know? I mean the man's coming out there saying that his you know he's he's got these handlers that try to influence his wife and what's her name, Marina? Marina ba- what's her what's the spirit cooker's name? What's that crazy lady's name? The spirit cooker Marina Bramovich. Yeah, yeah. And they said the Clintons and Marina Bramovich have infiltrated his wife and told her to promote vaccines and all this stuff and dude, he's calling him out like I don't know what what more do you want from this guy? I mean, maybe he was seduced by the fame and the fortune and all this, but he's kind of seen he's come to a sense is that the this is like this is like a total uh I don't know these people want you to sell your soul right and if you if you step out of line one time I mean Kanye he's he said some things that they didn't like and immediately they attack him okay then you start to think to yourself something's not right here and so you just kind of because you're a rebel you lean into that a little bit more and then you start to see how deep this thing really goes. Then all those shiny objects and the fortune and the fame, just they don't glitter the same way, you know? And so he's, he started to kind of break out of this, this box or this bubble. I I mean, I just think that people are so quick to say, to bring up your past and say that there's, there's no way you could genuinely be coming to your senses and snapping out of the matrix. Like no, that's 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 bound to happen a few times to some big influential people. And when they come out and they say, you know, um, look, I've been quiet for too long and none of this none of this makes sense and none of this feels right anymore and I'm I'm trying I'm walking away from it and I'm calling it out and I'm speaking my truth. We should be encouraging that. We should be welcoming that with open arms. And then if they you know, we gotta keep a keep one eye open and if they pull out a knife and try to stab us in the back, okay. You know, we call it out then. I'm just saying. Our side's so quick to, to denounce people and you know, Trump was a lifelong Democrat, a New York Democrat. The man's got some pretty, pretty I don't know, I mean he he's got some pretty liberal ideas. Trump, you know, he's he supported red flag laws where they can, they can, you know, track your social media, and if they think you're a threat, come in and kick your door in with a no-knock warrant and take your guns. One After one of those school shootings, Trump came out in support of red flagging, you know, and he was a lifelong Democrat. And so nobody's perfect, man. Nobody. Nobody. I, look, I didn't pay much attention to politics. I wasn't, I came in the game pretty late, and I wasn't paying much attention, and I would have told you a few years ago, that I was a liberal, not really even knowing what that meant, but because I, I I truly believe that people should be able to do what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody, and I thought that's what it meant to be a liberal, right? And I didn't have like a whole lot of uh, deep understanding about how I feel about different economic and social issues and stuff. So I, I yeah, I'm a liberal, and <laughs> I've 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 since realized. That the people that claim to be liberals Are authoritarian and communist And so I have come a long way And, you know, even, even things down to Well, I was like, okay You should be able to own a gun You should be If you're gay, I don't care what you do I don't care your sexuality If gay people want to get married I really don't give a damn You know I didn't have any kind of dogma Or any real like my my principle was whatever people want to do as long as it makes them happy and as long as you're not hurting anybody then go for it okay but you know I still feel that way but I realize I'm more of a libertarian that's what I am I think I'm more libertarian than I am a liberal you know but what I'm trying to say is look if you sat there and and dug up everything that I've said throughout my life and said, yeah, but you said this, you know, back in 2010 when you were, you know, 21 years old and said, you can't possibly be a real patriot. Well, then I'd be like, well, <laughs> well, screw you guys. Okay, and then you probably turn me into a liberal. You know, because cause I'd be pissed off and, and rebellious, you know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We got to be more welcoming of people that come to their senses on different issues, and you know, make make a turnaround or you know, see the light. It happens. It happens a lot. And the more these people put their, uh, put their thumb over us and try to move move this psychotic agenda, more people are gonna wake up. You know, I was just listening to to Rob Schneider. <laughs> the guy that did all the movies with Adam Sandler talking about the same thing. He's like, yeah, I was a Democrat. I, cause you have to be, you know, here in California. Uh, but at the same time, like privately, I was always kind of like country first, you know, God first country first privately, but voted Democrat. But now they've just gone too far. And I couldn't talk about this because I was a celebrity. And when you're a celebrity, if you, you're always trying to get work, right? So you have to keep your feelings about certain things private and just kind of go along with the go with the flow of things and not speak out about things. Because if you do, then you'll never work again. And now I'm 50-something pushing 60, and so I really have had a, a long career, and I'm not so worried about that anymore. And now I feel free to speak my mind. That's what Rob Schneider was saying on Fox News the other day. And I was listening and I was like, you know, so there's probably a lot of people that are out there that privately feel this way, that something's not right, that, but they're just going along with it because they don't want to lose opportunities and money and, and yes, that is being a total cuck. And that's what they call selling your soul because you're not being genuine, true to yourself, but they feel this pressure. They feel this, you know, you know financial and social pressure to go along with it, you know. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just rambling at this point. But it's been fun. It's been fun. And, uh, listen, we need to start going back to the beginning. We need to push these other counties using this Konex software to investigate, to get rid of it, Um, and if the L.A. District Attorney is trying to take this incriminating data and information and bury it well then what we need is another attorney general to say we are opening an investigation into the same thing and we demand that you share the data with us for our investigation so that we you know don't have this uh situation where all of this gets buried now how do you know if they're seeing the light or infiltrating you don't, man. You, you you really don't. How do you know? How do you know anything, really? I mean, how how do you know anything, man? People's true colors emerge over a period of time. You got to watch people, right? You listen, not just listen to what they say, but see what they do. And um, you know, a lot of people can talk a good game. And somebody like Tulsi Gabbard genuinely concerns me, mainly because she's attractive. She's extremely articulate. I mean, when you listen to her on the Rogan podcast, I'm like, dude, I wish I would give anything to be as good of a communicator as this woman. Like, I can't talk for three sentences without stuttering or forgetting what I'm saying. Uh, I'm always the guy that after a conversation, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd have said that. You know, my, my brain ain't don't work that good. That's why when I do these live streams, I have to do a bunch of notes to keep my mind on track. You know, I'm not very good at just riffing off the top of my dome. So when I listen to somebody and they're just coming right off off the top of the dome, just brilliantly articulate. I'm like, okay, this person, this person, if they wanted to, could sling some bullshit. I mean, they could they could they could they could really do some damage. Tulsi Gabbard, if there ever was a person that wanted to infiltrate the Republican Party, she could do it. She's very capable. And she was trained up by the World Economic Forum. So, you know, you you just gotta keep a close eye on these people, man. I'm not saying don't don't be worried about it, don't be concerned. Um, hey, <laughs> Kanye, l- let's let's say this man's just a brilliant marketer. I mean, do you think it's a coincidence that him and Candace Owens wore a White Lives Matter shirt, he gets on Tucker Carlson, he gets debanked and persecuted and all this stuff. Hey, I'm buying parlor. If that was a marketing ploy, boy, that was a good one. <laughs> you know, so is he being perfectly one hundred percent genuine or is he doing this with a uh, financial strategic, you know, thing in mind? I don't know. But sometimes 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 somebody could be doing something for themselves but at the same time it's mutually beneficial for you you know what i'm saying like let's say he's not being genuine okay well you just came you just came out and called out all the deep state actors and said trump's your boy trump's your homie and all this stuff and you're you're an african american extremely influential hip hop artist saying that you support trump and I mean I mean that's good for us so even if he was doing all this stuff with a some sort of selfish motive I mean <laughs> at the same time I uh, I really don't care uh, RW stifle says I love Redbeard thanks man thanks man I love you too. are you dementia Joe like on an, on telegram? Konek should be held liable. This is a data breach for 1.8 million poll workers here in the U.S. class action lawsuit. Now there's an idea. Oh, one one other thing I forgot to talk about this, but guys, <clears throat> I'm not a Spygate researcher, so I'm kind of stupid on this topic. But I, I mean, I also never really, I wasn't one of these guys that read every single Durham court filing, and you know, to like. 80 something pages like what's his name Brian Cates and uh, what's the other guy Technofog I wasn't one of those guys right but I mean Danchenko was found not guilty on all counts Michael Sussman not guilty and uh, the grand jury apparently has expired and there's something called a statute of limitations and here we are uh, six years later And two people have walked, right? And people have said up until this point, guys, it was never about Sussman. It was never about Danchenko. This is about getting the evidence into the courts and, you know, changing the court of public opinion and the normies that they didn't know about this stuff, right? That that the FBI hired... Danchenko as a confidential human source that they offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate the Steele dossier and he couldn't do it. But then they went and got a FISA warrant using the Steele dossier anyway, knowing it was all bullshit. So people didn't know this. And now, now it's all public and people know that the FBI, the deep state, the Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, the DNC, they all conspired against, trump to frame him for colluding with russia right okay but here's the thing everybody already knew that everybody and their brother already knew that you know like since the days of devin nunes and cash patel i mean this is all this is all like old news at this point every i'm, I'm sorry when i say this but everybody's mind was made up before these two trials Like, you either think that Trump colluded with Russia, or you think he didn't. And I I don't think there was a whole lot of normies watching this trial, like, every second of every day about a matter that happened, you know, years ago. And, uh, like, if anything, people just saw, oh, that guy was acquitted. Oh, another guy was acquitted. So, I, I just, look, man... I don't think this is a good thing, That's what I'm trying to say. There's people that, no matter what happens, just continue to perpetuate that Durham is going to bring down the deep state and drain the swamp. But what, what to me, this has shown and proven is that that's not possible through the courts. Look, man. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Uh, Five dollars. Come on. Give Nick some money. Yes. Give me all the money. Now, thank you, sir. $6. Man, with this inflation, I don't know how you how you do it. But what was that what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about okay. So let's say if the intention was for Durham to get all this evidence into the courts and then go after the big fish, well, what Durham has just proven, if anything, is that the courts are corrupt. That you can't even if you can't even prosecute successfully the small fish. How are you going to get the big fish? What's going to happen when you when you drop an indictment on Ray and Comey and uh, Strzok and Clinton and all these people? Like, if you can't prosecute Sussman and Danchenko, what do you think is going to happen? I'm just, I'm just, that's what I've been thinking this whole time, man. Like, I, I just don't I just don't see it, man. And I think that. This whole Durham thing is, is uh, coming to a close. Now, when Republicans take back the House and we get a committee going, okay, maybe we can make some things happen. But I just I don't think Durham's going to be the guy to drain the deep state. I'm sorry. Lo- um, T-Ship, $10. Love the video you made and speaking out about Konek. Keep digging and investigate. Donna Wang, next. Donna Wang, Next. So you're saying investigate Donna Wang next. Who is Donna Wang? What am I missing here? Anyways, thanks for the $10. I really, really, truly do appreciate it. Um, And guys, I am literally just rambling, but sometimes I enjoy it. So I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor. We have 144 rumbles and 574 people watching. Please smash that rumble button. Because it's depressing me that there's only a hundred and... Okay, now we got a hundred and seventy-four. Boom, in like two seconds, baby. Man, you got... Oh, hundred and seventy-five. You guys, you guys are the best. Do me a favor. Smash that rumble button. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to this channel. Consider supporting the sponsors in the description. And also, consider going to nickmoseter.locals.com. Okay, because I'm thinking about doing an extra video on Locals every week. I've, I've started to do my live streams here on Rumble, but I gotta give my Locals people something that you only get if you're on Locals. So, I wanna make an extra video a week, put it on Locals. So if you're not subscribed on Locals, then you will not get the full Nick Cedar experience. <clears throat> so click that Join button and uh, sign up today. It's totally free. You can be a $5 supporter if you so feel inclined, but you don't have to be. I mean, if money's tight. Um, but it would be greatly appreciated if we were, you know, at the same time. And I do do a lot of work around here. I mean, uh, I might not be very good at it, but I, I do I put 12, 12, 16 hours a day into this crap. Jeez, man, I don't have a life. Liberty Lion says, This video definitely deserves some support, like, and share. Thank you. Thank you, Liberty Lion. Liberty Lion, you've been with us since the beginning. So appreciate you. Um, are we still alive? Yeah, we're still alive. Yeah, I gotta I, look. I gotta end this, man. You guys don't want to just hear me sit here and just talk about nothing. So, we're gonna all tune into the Carry Lake campaign with Tulsi Gabbard in about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Money is tight, dude. Don't you worry about it, man. You've supported. You've you've been a supporter for so long, man. You don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me nothing except your 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 smile. <laughs> I want some locals guitar sessions. You do? All right, all right. Well, we could do that. We could arrange something. It's been a while since I busted out the old guitar, and I've been, you know, learning a couple new songs, so, yeah, well maybe we'll put something together. All right, so, uh, again, smash that rumble button. We got 209 rumbles, 209. We can get up. We can get this higher. Come on, get s- Let's get it up to a thousand. Come on, let's get it up to a thousand. That made me so happy. That's the only thing that makes me happy. Anyway, it's alright. So I'm gonna <laughs> For the seventeenth time, I'm gonna wrap up this live stream. I wanna thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to smash that rumble button. Anyways, thanks for watching and I will see you next time.